Hey guys, welcome to the Ugo Podcast. I am your host, Rob Watson, and in today's episode, I am speaking with Louise Kay. She is um, the first person to appear on this podcast twice. I just felt at this time during uh, what we're going through with the corona uh, pandemic that her wisdom, her insight can potentially help a lot of us to um, to find some inner stillness, inner peace in amongst all the chaos and amongst all the uncertainty. So uh, Louise very kindly um, accepted coming on and she is in the, over in the Himalayan mountains at the moment. So quite a place to be on lockdown with um, uh, with her with people close to her um so yeah um and before i get into today's episode if you um if you want to help support this podcast a little bit more you can you can um leave me a review if you listen to on apple if you're watching this on youtube you can subscribe to this channel share it with a friend and as and as well if you are interested in becoming a member on my patreon page that would be amazing i'd really appreciate it um, but anyway i'm gonna um, move on in to today's episode with louise and um yeah so yeah thank you louise for coming back on the podcast yeah thanks for having me on again rob it's really a pleasure to talk to you and and connect yeah really happy so at the moment you've well people might see from the background but i'll give them a bit of a uh, insight you are in the himalayas now are you in rishikesh yeah i'm uh, at the it's a small village where i am and um, just outside the town of rishikesh and that's the himalayas you can see behind me and uh, we're in lockdown here at the moment uh, it's not the worst place in the world to be. It's nice and sunny and beautiful view, as you can tell. Yeah, it does. So it looks, it's okay. Yeah, as you say, there's a lot of worse places to be. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? Because often we hear about events that are happening around the world. It could be there's been there's a war going on, or there's a hurricane that's affected somewhere, or there's a you know many of these things. But most of the time, we're just viewing it from the outside, you know, whether it's through the TV, from on the internet. But this seems to be one of the, the only time in my lifetime, and potentially going back to the wars, really, where it's truly affected everyone on some level. Yeah, it's, it's almost like we get desensitized to disasters and traumatic events that happen in the world and it's always something that comes through that little box on a daily basis and we see it so much that somehow we're not really connected to it it's not part of our world even though we might feel compassion for those people and this is directly affecting and impacting all of us all over the world and i think it's the first time that there's been a global challenge that has affected all of us in the same way and one of the beautiful things about that seems to me is that it's an invitation for us to put aside our differences and to unite as one humanity 
and see that we're all faced with the same challenge right now. We're all in lockdown trying to keep safe and look out for our friends and our family. And there's really this beautiful sense of unity that's emerging from the situation where people are cheering on from the balconies and doorsteps the the health workers for example and it's really touching to see that that we can really show our gratitude and our appreciation for our fellow human beings and I think we're feeling as a collective quite vulnerable right now and for many people a lot of challenging emotions are rising up like fear or anxiousness or just that general unease that a lot of us sense with an unknown because we're so used to having everything in these little boxes like we know what's happening we have our schedule and this is going to happen and this is going to happen and it gives us a sense of fabricated sense of safety and security because ultimately we don't really know anything that's going to happen in the future and that fabricated sense of safety and security of the familiar is just fallen away is been swept from under our feet and now We've had to rearrange our lives. We had to cancel events and things that we were sure would happen are not happening anymore. And it's a beautiful way to live life when we become comfortable with this unknown. Because the truth is that all we ever know actually is what's here in this moment and any idea that we have about how the future will unfold or what will be is simply that's simply an idea and that's what this is showing to us that we don't know anything we only know what's here right now and it's an opportunity for us to meet these emotions that are coming up, very natural emotions, fear, anxiousness. And to very gently just open up to it and let it be here and not need to fix it, not need to get rid of it, just to sit with it and allow that very raw human aspect of our experience to be included in the now. Yeah. I knew it would be good talking with you today and just getting (laughs) that that perspective. Um, Yeah, it's very, very interesting. As you say, I'd like to know from your perspective, because even though, um, you know, you're doing what you're doing and stuff, you've still been disrupted by this. You know, you're you're in a foreign country. You you know, you do a lot of events all over the world. And I assume most of them are either cancelled or put on hold for quite a bit. And you're probably wondering when will you be coming out of India? So, and you must get those feelings coming up, but yet, you know, as you said there, you just are allowing them. And I think what I'm realizing and seeing from all this is that we've been looking to control stuff for far too long. And this is 
we have no choice but to surrender. We do not know when people can come back to work. You know, you, when you might, people have holidays planned, anything planned, you know, it's just, it's, it's all up in the air now. So it's, a, it's an opportunity for us to let go. And I was speaking to someone recently and I feel like this is a real opportunity. We might not get this this time again in, in our lifetime, you know, where we could have two or three months of really being given the permission to pause, to slow down, and to, and for a lot of people, to be potentially to question the deeper meaning of their life and the direction that they're going in. And like the work, the career, you know, there's plenty of people that are going to either lose their jobs or they're going to have that much time out of it. They'll probably really realize that. Why were they doing it anyway? And was there, is there a deeper calling or is there something that's more exciting for them? And then as well, we've got the aspect of we're really realizing what we need in this life. Most of the things that we have, they're just wants, whether it's a nicer car, nice holiday, nicer house, clothes. But we're realizing now that those things do not matter. The latest iPhone does not matter right now. What matters is the connection to people, to have food and to have shelter. Um, and to, we're really realizing that. And, um, and as you said, what was beautiful about how people are coming together more than ever, like here in the UK, people tonight, it's Thursday as I'm recording this, will be clapping for the curvers and the um, people in the NHS. But what I've noticed as well is we've suddenly become much more connected with our neighborhood as well. So we've set up a, a neighborhood WhatsApp group. We're going to arrange a, a street party after this with all the kids and all the, you know, the different generations. And that wouldn't have come out of that. We, we wouldn't have had that, that unity, which I think what you mentioned, right, we're unified. And I've been um, mm. listening to a lot of Eckhart Tolle recently, Tara Brack. Ram Das, and you actually introduced me to Muji, um, and I've been listening um, to him. And has he just been in Rishikesh? Is that right? Yeah, he was here. Yeah. Did you manage to get? Did you go get to see him? I didn't go this time. No, I've been in past years. Yeah, he's got. Um, yeah, he's got just a, a lovely way about him, a beautiful message, and it's, it just resonates with what I think you're saying, and some of the other people that I mentioned then as well. Um, so what do you think is going to ha might happen from all this? What, what's your, um, you know, best case positive sort of outlook for how the Corona um, pandemic will um, affect us? I think the best case is that we will use this time to reflect like you said on these deeper questions like life is so short and what is important what do I want from my life what is important to me what what is the deeper meaning of life who am I even and when we begin to ask these questions we start to realize that for many of us, we've been kind of going through the motions, almost like the Groundhog Day, getting up, going to work, 
getting the money to buy stuff that we don't even need. Because there's an idea that that's what will bring us happiness and a sense of fulfillment. And this time where we're at home and we're able to go within ourselves and reflect and look deeper can be an opportunity to open to something that's here beyond that superficial surface reality of existence and it's in discovering what I call the true self that we open to a sense of connectedness and intimacy with life where there's a a feeling of oneness with other beings, with nature, and a recognition that at our source, we're all the same. On, on the surface, on the outside appearance, we're all slightly different. We're in different vehicles, but the intelligence that's inhabiting these vehicles it's the same one intelligence, it's the same consciousness. And there's a huge difference when we're interacting with the world and other people through a filter of conditioning and a sense of an individual separate me or if we're able to see beyond that conditioning to this deeper essence. And it's the difference between peace and suffering. And for each one of us that begins to deepen in presence and open to this consciousness, a shift happens in the collective because Everything we do, everything we say, even not doing anything, just being, we're kind of emitting a certain frequency and energy that affects our outer environment. And if inside of us there is a deep peace and coherence, that's what will express and contribute towards our collective society and if we're able to use this time to become very quiet and ask these questions what is here beyond my thoughts what is here beyond this body and genuinely look it's very accessible to everybody just by becoming very still. We can sense it. It's this feeling of being. And it's kind of a relief actually to discover this because we're so conditioned that we have to 
achieve, become something, prove ourselves, uh, get something, be successful in order to feel a sense of worth. If we give up all of that and just be, there's this huge pressure that's lifted off us. Oh, this moment's okay, just like it is. It doesn't need anything to enhance it. I don't need anything to enhance my experience of this moment. Right now, it's perfect. And that brings an end to our inner suffering, which in turn brings an end to the collective outward suffering because we start to move from this deeper place inside of us where we're following what's really true for us and what's most exciting for us rather than just doing something as a means to an end because we think it will bring us happiness. Absolutely. Yeah, really beautifully said. And because what I feel at the moment is I see it in family, in society. There's, the best of us is coming out, which is amazing. Um, but then also there's a lot of trauma being released as well. There's a lot of, you can see it coming up. Um, now, what would you say to someone who, and I can be in this mold as well myself sometimes, where it can just feel like, my mind has taken over and it might feel like, well, how can I access that inside? Is, is, there, any, is there any techniques or certain tools that would, would just help to just bring that awareness so you can suddenly detach? Because I think a lot of us for, for so long think that we are our thoughts, that that is who we are. But actually, as you're saying, and as I've, I've come to experience as well, that actually, you no, know, I'm the, the awareness behind it. And the moment that I move into that position, like the seat of consciousness and become aware of that, like you say, it's, it's so much, it's freedom. It, it really does feel like it's, it's true freedom because I've known one of my patterns is, and I think it's for a lot of people, it's just to be like, I'm a human doing, I'm always been doing stuff. Even if I'm, I'm doing things that excite me and being creative, it's just this, it's, it's relentless. And I have to catch myself more and just be aware and go, no, that doesn't need to happen now. You know, mm. um, yeah, and it's almost not enjoying what you've, you're not enjoying the moment while you're creating, even though if it's exciting for you, you're constantly thinking about the next thing and it, that term working hard. And I think working hard, I can, you can feel it like the tension in your body as you're you, you're doing it and um yes i just wanted to um sure yeah put that out there what so what my question was before i went away on something was what um any techniques that you might mm. help people direct people into the body because at this time yeah. many of them can just feel like oh it's like a volcano is going off inside of them yeah yeah and often something big or a big challenge needs to come in our life to ignite that volcano to invite us to look for this deeper peace that's here because 
if everything's going really smoothly, we we don't really question anything and we just continue on this autom automatum, unconscious automatic habits where we move from conditioning. So in the moment, it might seem like a bad thing that this challenge is happening. But if we zoom out from that and look at the bigger picture, it's actually a beautiful gift that's here for all of us. And whoever's watching this right now, we can do this together. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if you're sitting on a train, if you're sitting at home, if you're cooking, this is accessible to all of us all of the time, no matter where we are or what we're doing. And just allow your attention to become fully present in this moment. And become aware of the movement of the breath in the body. And just notice that you don't even have to try to breathe. The body's breathing by itself, but we don't need to control it. Just watch how it's breathing and feel it. Notice whatever thoughts are here in this moment. And just let them pass by. We don't need to give any effort to stopping the thoughts or controlling the thoughts. And also sounds. And images, colors, shapes. So all of these things are experienced in this moment, the sounds, the images, the thoughts, sensations in the body. They're constantly moving and changing. And that's normal, it's natural. That's the nature of the realm of form, physical reality. And there's something else here that's not changing. There's something here that's perceiving all of that. And that which is perceiving is not changing. It's a constant. And it's not something we can identify as an object outside of us. It doesn't have any particular form, shape, size. It doesn't exist in the realm of form because it's formless. It just is. And there's no distance or separation between me and that which perceives. It's actually what I am. It's pure awareness. And it's what you are. And it's what every 
living being is in our essence. And just with a simple shift in the focus of our attention, we can open to this open space, this vast infinite consciousness. Like if you look through a telescope into space, you see there's space which you can't hold on to, you can't grab it and say, oh, I've got space. And then there's the objects appearing in space, the planets, the stars, the suns, the moons, and they're moving, but the space doesn't move. And our consciousness, awareness, what we are, this like space and this physical body appears and it's experienced in that space. Also the thoughts. It's the same if you look at the sky. The sky is just open space. You can't grab it and say, I've got sky. And the clouds come and go and change and pass through it just like the emotions pass through our experience and the thoughts pass through our experience. And the space doesn't have any opinions. It doesn't have any preferences. It doesn't like this, not like this. Those opinions and preferences are part of the world of content. They're actually thoughts. And they come from mind, this sense of me, that's who I am. I believe these things, I like these things, I don't like these things. But if we let go of all that belief and all those ideas of this is me, and just be awareness, like we're the space. Then it's not pro possible to experience any problems or suffering. Because there's only those movements passing through. It's the mind that defines them and divides them, separates them good, bad, spiritual, not spiritual, desirable, undesirable, manageable, unmanageable. Everything's dualistic from the perspective of the mind. So to take that out of the equation and transcend the dualistic perspective, there's oneness. Just what is. Just like the sky, the dark clouds come and they go. The fluffy clouds come and they go. The sky is not affected, doesn't care. If the sky had a human mind, then the sky would have thoughts, I don't like that cloud. And when that cloud comes, then the sky would suffer. And when, when the cute 
fluffy cloud comes, the mind will say, oh, I like that one. I want that one to stay. And then the cloud will keep moving and say, no, no, I want to hold on to it. And, the, and then the sky would suffer. So it's, it's that movement of trying to get or hold on to something or fear of losing something. Or trying to resist something that's here that causes us to suffering, to suffer. That's um, so. Sorry, go. Yeah, so just to notice these mechanisms of the mind and become aware of it, already frees us, and we just shift. Another analogy that I like to use: it's like when you walk into a room. And you see, usually we focus all of our attention on the content, on the objects in the room, table, chairs. And we don't notice the space in which those objects are held and can move. But without the space, the objects can't be there. And you can walk into a room and you can shift your attention and you can notice the space primarily and then the objects kind of fade into the background and it's that kind of shift where we become the open space of awareness and let the content and the movements just be in passive that's a beautiful analogy um and mm-hmm. i love the people that will be watching this to see the video um your um your example of the the clouds and stuff and it's been nice just watching the clouds change behind you as well um, <laughs> um yeah that's that's really really nice I, I was actually gonna ask if you would potentially do a bit of a meditation in this and you've kind of you've kind of just done it um mm. it's been um really really nice to hear um one thing that i wanted to get your perspective on is so when people become sort of more aware awakened in some respect um whether that's early on in the process or whatever and i think to start off with you're very hungry for knowledge hungry for information and you'll you don't use much discernment you'll just read anything and any books and whether it's around diet or spirituality or the new age movement and i was wondering on your my feeling is there's also a lot of ego in the new age movement as such in terms of like self-development. I, you know, I've got, I, for me, for myself, like I want to become a best version of myself, but not at the cost of, of other things really. And I'm interested to just hear your perspective on, you know, the new age movement and, and is, if there's some maybe traps in there along the way. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a great question and there are many traps. So it's useful for us to become aware of those traps so that we can notice if we've innocently fallen into one of them. Um, I think one of the biggest traps is when the mind drops the former identity and 
takes on a new identity as a spiritual me. And now I, before I liked these things and now I like these things, before this is the idea of who I was and now this is who I am. And one of the ways that the the mind uses that to feel a sense of self and superiority is to take on the idea that the way I'm behaving now is the right way and it's more conscious so the other people are behaving the wrong way and they're less conscious so that puts me in a position of superiority and the others are inferior and the mind loves to feel superior because it gets a sense of self from that whereas before maybe it got that sense of superiority from um, being intelligent or academic or making a lot of money or having um, a successful career or being very physically beautiful now it can seek a sense of self in being the spiritual one or the enlightened one or the one who's got it oh look at those i hear the word sheeple sometimes and it's a way to look down on other people to feel a fabricated sense of self and power and worth and I think it's, it was Thomas Hubble that said the, the moment that we label another person as being unconscious, we ourselves have already become unconscious. Because while we're recognizing our true self as awareness, then there's no separation from that open space. Every other expression is simply another me in another form so there's not one that's better one that's worse and at the same time we can acknowledge that we're all on this kind of journey of evolution as humans and there is a kind of unfolding or progression that happens on the human level so from the perspective of the absolute we all already are enlightened. That's our true nature. We can't be anything else than that. From the relative perspective, as human individuals, there's this awakening process that happens and we become more conscious. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, Another one of the traps that we fall into um, especially when there's a lot of trauma in the system and we've had really a challenging time growing up. Maybe we didn't fit in and it was very painful for us. Maybe we experienced a lot of rejection. Um, 
and the sense of not being loved or not being fully seen for our beauty as sensitive beings it's very painful for us and it's very attractive for the ego mind to take on the story that well I'm not part of that I'm not part of the pain and human suffering that I'm seeing all around me I'm not from here actually I'm from a different planet I'm from a different star system and it can be a way to identify with a, a new story of who I am to avoid feeling the pain inside of us from our human experience regardless of where we've experienced our past lives the truth is that right now all of us are experiencing a human expression and what's required on part of this journey is to fully embrace our humanness and that includes embracing the trauma in the system and very gently meeting that and opening up to that as part of our healing process. So anything where there's a kind of sense of identity around being spiritual or who I am, then the mind's jumped on our experience and it's using our spiritual journey to get a sense of self out of it. I can totally relate to that as well. On my own path, 2012, I started to meditate, do transcendental meditation. And I thought this was the most amazing thing in the world. And I was getting such relief from it and really transformational for me. But then for some reason, I felt like I had to tell everyone about it and I wanted everyone to do it. And I was trying to, I'd just be going on to my wife for months. You've got to do that. You know, I'd be like really pushing this on. And even though I think from one, one side, I was doing it with maybe the best of intentions. There's, there's actually, no, it was me just potentially to impart my own sort of belief system and what works for me, because what works for me, I, I went through spells as well. I, I, I experienced, I was vegan for quite a few years and when I was that, you know, in them years, what was that, 2013 to 2017, I just felt like, well, that's what everyone should do. That's what would be best for the world. And, and I'm in a place now where I, I will share my experience of stuff, but I won't say anymore, this is what anyone should do. I will share what, what works for me, what helps me. But that's just mine. And if someone wants to listen, brilliant. But... It doesn't, it doesn't matter for me now whether I'm not trying to change anyone anymore. I'm just looking to, um, I don't want to say work on myself because sometimes the element of work is if there's a lot of doing in it, just to be more um, in myself. And I think I totally relate with that, what you're saying. Would you say you've had them experiences yourself as well with sort of the spiritual ego kicking in on your journey? And was there a particular point when you had that further awareness to basically what you're doing now. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can relate to what you're saying where there was this experience of, I mean, it's all, it's all so beautiful in a way because we open up to this, like a whole new reality and we get so excited about it that we just want to share it with everyone because it's been so transformational for us and it's brought an end to a lot of our suffering and life just makes so much more sense that we want to share that naturally with other people that we love and and so I experienced that too, wanting to tell everybody, listen, listen. <laughs> um, there, there came the idea that this is the right way. You have to do like me now, because it worked for me. And at some point there's been the realization actually what I need is not necessarily what another person needs right now and the greatest gift that we can give each other is the gift of presence and unconditional love which means totally accepting others to be exactly as they are even if that's an expression of unconsciousness and just noticing, okay, they're, they're not choosing to behave that way. I, too, ex experience unconscious expression and still do sometimes. It exists also in me. It exists in all of us. We've all experienced that. And so how can I make another one wrong for behaving in a way that I, too, experienced? And there's a knowing that that's part of their journey. It's part of their unfolding. And if you've ever experienced being with someone where you don't have to kind of play a role or put on a mask or be any certain way, you can just totally be as you are, even if you're feeling down and sad and they're just okay with it. It's such a beautiful experience to be seen and received fully by another in presence and to me that's the greatest gift that we can share with everyone to just be yeah and on the element of us when we are in that phase sometimes when we get excited and want to tell other people about it and um, it's realizing that there's a time into it like you may if you can be too forceful with something, then you could actually put them off that for life when actually you just needed to maybe drop it, plant a very gentle seed sometimes. And I feel like that's yeah. what I'd like to do more now. And that's why I'm able to do podcasts and other things. Just plant little seeds. And, yeah. some of the, and it, once interesting thing for me as well that helped me is to realize I change all the time as well. So what worked for me three years ago or even two weeks ago, I might have a different perspective of it now. So I've got to be, got to be careful about um, like making out that, oh, this is, this is the best thing since, you know, for, for whatever. But like you say, to, to get into a place where you can just allow people to be who they are, to accept them regardless of colour, gender 
whatever they're doing in the world. And, and I think what's happening now is, and what we're realizing with the coronavirus is, you know, there's no boundaries to it. It doesn't matter where you're from. Anyone can potentially get affected. Obviously, if you tend to be older and you've got some health complications, it might affect you more. But it's showing us, like, and it's, what's interesting about it for me is, in the past, we might, even where people might have come together, maybe in wartime, but even then, there were still enemies, and the enemies were different countries. And it's like as if now we're all on the same side now. And we can get that opportunity now to, yeah, find out more of ourselves. And I think as you're saying about stuff is right now, such a great opportunity for us to go in with it more and to find that what's that, that, that energy, that source within us where there is the all knowing, there's the all peace, there's, there's the all everything really, because everything seems so uncertain on the outside world. There's no control anymore. You can't at the moment anyway. And most people's might have had seven or eight different things on the go. And now all of a sudden, six or seven of them have just been completely stopped, whether it's the job, um, other things, everything else. It's like we're having to really to go within some no, it's been, um, it's, it's really nice. It's always nice to talk to you. I always find I get so much out of it and it's nice to be able to, to share it with other people. Like your podcast that I did with you in, you know, September is without doubt the most, you know, um, popular one I've done. And I've got to be careful not to say yeah. this from an ego perspective, you know, um, <laughs> but, but I think it just shows that the information is there and what, what you say and what you bring forth. And it's been nice to watch, like I've known you for maybe about four years. I think it was maybe about 2015, 2016. 2016, I think it was, I first came to one of the events and, and you were in a different time there, you were channeling. And, mm. um, and I found that that was where, it's interesting because that's where I was at that time in terms of all the things that I was interested in. Bashar, Chiron, um, Abraham Hicks. And it's kind of fallen away quite a bit for myself I'll still dip in occasionally but I'm much more I'm much more interested in peace in balance mm. in, in finding that equilibrium within me because one thing I'm aware of as well from the the new age movement or spiritual movement is when you make a change you make a shift you can go from being living like this way and then all of a sudden the pendulum just swings completely to the other way and I'm doing my best now to just find the center point and that center point where I don't have to do I just I can allow things to, to unfold and that's what I'm practicing now more than anything is like for instance on my own level is like a lot of my income has all of a sudden just dried up you know my all my because I work in an industry design industry there's no projects at the moment to do so but what can I do I can't fight it I just have to allow it and just and just think well actually this is a beautiful opportunity for me to maybe spend more time on this podcast some other things and actually spend time doing nothing just practicing mm. nothing for a bit mm. and like you were mm. saying before just like nature is a beautiful thing to be and where you are now looks absolutely amazing and i've definitely got to get to northern india at, at one point to to experience that and it's been nice to hear all the birds and stuff around you i've got some birds um where we are 
But that's something like I haven't really done it as much, but I'm going to do it more now. Is that you're saying about the space in between things and to feel that and to notice that more? Because I have, what I have been doing a bit recently is, and it was a, it was a, um, a technique from Tara Brack, and she said if you if you suddenly feel really overwhelmed about something, um, it might be that you've just been on the phone and you've just got some bad news or something that's really triggered you and you're completely in your head and out yourself. She was literally said, just look around and just say what you see. If you're in the kitchen, just, if you're seeing it, it's like, oh, I can see a pan. Say it's a pan or there's a red cookbook or the cat's on the floor or the tile's there. You know, or there's a spider on the wall. Just say, keep, do that for about five minutes or so. And it just takes you out of your head and just like helps to just soothe it. And I think it maybe that helps in terms of particularly with trauma, because a lot of us mm. are definitely holding on to a lot of trauma. Now there's a really great book called The Body Keeps the Score, which I've been reading. And um, anything that can help. But I think your stuff, and I know Eckhart Tolle talks about that as well, is that when you just bring yourself into this moment, into almost like feel into the body, into the energy, there's nothing to worry about. It's just a projection. It's just you're either thinking about the past or your mind is constructing something, normally a worst case scenario for the future. And I think that's what a lot of people will be feeling now. They'll be thinking about a worst case scenario. Not only am I going to lose my job, I'm going to lose my house. I'm not going to be able to get any food. I'm going to get sick. People are going to die around me. So, and that's happening. And that in a way might only happen for pockets of the society but generally i think a lot of a lot of people now will be feeling that on some level and i've gone through some waves of it as well um the past the past few weeks i'm definitely not watching any news anymore though because i definitely that's just something that well it just keeps you in that in that path but um yeah have you got um maybe any any closing things that you'd like to just share with um the audience just about could be about mm. anything that's going on. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to invite everyone to use this time to maybe do a little experiment in your own life and just try it out and see. Um, the experiment is just to Keep your attention in the present moment throughout the day and just try it, maybe just for five minutes, then 10 minutes, then 15 minutes and see how long you can do this for. And just watch the thoughts that come. And whatever thoughts pass through your mind, don't believe what they're saying. Don't take it to be the truth. And instead, allow your attention to pull back from the thoughts and just rest as the space in which the thoughts are passing through. And stay there. And see if it's possible for you to have any problems when you're just being that space and not believing the content of the thoughts. Just try it out for yourself. That's beautiful. Thanks, thanks, thanks so much, Rob, for 
inviting me on your podcast. It's been lovely to talk to you again and connect. Yeah. And thank you for doing this and sharing with people. It's really beautiful. Thank you. It's a it's a pleasure to do it. Actually, I get I get so much out of it. And that's something I, I would just maybe just my closing point is just to say to people in this time of we can get an opportunity maybe to realize how we can potentially serve others in many ways during this time and um, not just our neighbors and our friends with whether it's getting the food for them or, or just putting a little note through the door just to say you're here for them but also to think about yeah. moving forward like is, is there other ways that we could be of service with our career, with our life? And, um, and I find my own self by being of service, it's actually, it fills me up in so many more ways than if I was just looking after myself, getting my needs met. And I think if we can look to fill other people's needs and, and to help in that way, not take it on, not, it's not our responsibility, but to just be able to respond to people and to do it in a way where um, we're helping. Like, I just think the more that we'll do that, and we're seeing it now from this virus, how people are willing to just help. I think there's something like a million people volunteered to, to help with the NHS here in the UK. Um, oh. And yeah, it can be that time of that. So yeah, always Louise, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I always feel renewed after it. I'm much calmer myself from, from um, mm. being in your presence as well. And, and yeah, it's so nice that we've done it because we were discussing about um, would it be done on video, but I'm so glad we've done it on video so I can see the background and, and people mm. will be able to see this online. So yeah, thank you, Louise, for your time today. Mm. Thanks, Rob. Um, there we have it then, guys. There's today's uh, episode with Louise Kay. I always find it such a blessing for myself to be able to spend time with her and in her presence and to receive that wisdom. Each time something gets a little bit deeper for me. And I know that from the first podcast I put out, I got some um, absolutely lovely comments about from people saying how much they loved Louise's energy and her wisdom. So, um, yeah, guys, you, um, I'll include links to Louise. And just so you know, she is actually doing a, um, she's now doing a lot of her courses and her events now online on, on she does Zoom calls and they're by donation only. So if you wish, you can, um, you can tune into them and to, and to just be there. And there's meant to be a lovely uh, community of people from all over the world. That's what I've always found as well from some of the events and retreats that I've went, gone on over the, the years is that connection that you make with other people other like-minded people and you build up some really great connections and good friendships from that that's what i found in um, in my experience so yeah um anyway and of course if you've enjoyed this episode please um share it with a friend that would um, mean a lot if you listen to it on apple you can leave me a review that would help with getting this podcast out some more to other people and same goes on YouTube. If you're watching it here, you can um, subscribe to the channel to, to get updates for when new episodes come out. And if you're feeling especially kind, you can also tune in, not tune in, you can go onto my Patreon page and you can become a member of that if you wish um, for a small fee. And it helps me to continue to um, put more content out and more episodes with uh, hopefully people that inspire you they certainly inspire me so um yeah anyway guys i'm gonna leave it there for today i appreciate you tuning in 
until next time have a good one